huge. I mean, look at all the the pro teams, the college teams that are big deal that have a ton of um, fan support, and then on top of it, like you said, the the tourism aspect of it. It would be massive overnight, and people would be another aspect to it with all the sports that we have, the stadiums and um, all of the professional teams, whether it's in Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, is live betting at stadiums. And yeah. and a lot of these places have put a lot of money into upgrading their Wi-Fi. That would be something people would be using at mm-hmm. the games, and it would be part of the experience. And those teams, if they were smart, they'd figure out a way to incorporate that into the way that they promote the live product because anybody who has live bet before knows that the best way to do it is sitting there right in the seat at the stadium. That was Brandon Kravitz of in the zone on 96.9, the game in Orlando talking about sports betting in Florida. Hi, I'm Brant James of gaming today and welcome to our special podcast presentation. Just, I've seen on, on your Twitter feed that you, in the past have talked a bunch about, you know, sports betting and incorporating that in what you do. So I just thought it might be interesting. I'm down here in St. Pete too, just to sort of you know, talk about the possibility of legal sports betting uh, coming back and maybe what you're hearing from, from listeners uh, over there in your market. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for, for reaching out. It's awesome to hear from you. Um, yeah. People are, are pretty jazzed up about it. I think just getting that little taste of, the Hard Rock Sportsbook app a couple of years ago, I saw I was on the air uh, with the show that I host now um, in Orlando at the time that that popped up. And sports betting is something that I've always thought had a really strong place in sports talk radio. It's such an easy, even if you don't bet, it's such an easy way to integrate sports talk um, and to kind of uh, use that as a launch point into a conversation, put things into context. So I've always enjoyed that. And I think that um, when that first popped up, I just I noticed that listeners in droves became more interested in that conversation and started dabbling in it themselves. Um, I mean, the, the reality is that if you want to bet on sports in the state of Florida, you can figure out ways to do it. Um, but I think just the legality of it made a lot of people that were sort of on the fence feel a lot more comfortable. And so. I've just noticed that there's a lot of people sitting on pins and needles waiting for for that to return so that they can dive back into it. But of, of course, it's going to be a more complicated process than that. Yeah, I, I don't. I keep checking the app just for my business purposes, and it yeah. still tells me I'm outside the service area. I'm sure you've had the same experience. Um, you you yep. sort of led in, into another question I was going to ask. So I'll I'll just move it up the list a little bit. Did you? Did you get a sense, and what do you get a sense of from your listeners that were they people who were sort of uninitiated, and then when they found out it was legal, they tried it? Do you uh, what percentage do you think were people that were just using the offshore stuff? Um, could you get a, a sense of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would be totally guessing, but if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say seventy-five percent of the people that I heard from we're probably betting already. And then there's a 25% that was venturing into it for the first time. And that's where I think fantasy football and apps like underdog and um, daily fantasy with FanDuel or DraftKings. I mean, that's sort of like a, for lack of a better term, like a, like a gateway into 
No, that's probably a pretty accurate term. Uh, So I think that there is already some comfortability, but just, you know, people don't want to put their bank account information into a site that isn't, um, where it's not, it's not above board and it's, and it's not easy to get your money out, which is totally understandable. Uh, so yeah, I think I would put it at like 25%. I definitely noticed for sure, whatever the percentage is that there were people that had never bet before because I, I was getting more questions when that sports book popped up uh, the first time. I was getting more questions about um, lingo that I've ever uh-huh. received. Um, and it was something that in the past, I, I think people were put off by. And then all of a sudden it was, whoa, whoa, whoa can you explain that again? What does plus money mean? You know, that sort of thing. You're like hard rock customer support when they couldn't get through to them. I mean, honestly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's so it's, and that's where I, I, I personally, just speaking personally, I find myself between a rock and a hard place with how I feel about it because I turned into a spokesperson for Hard Rock just because it was news. I was using it, my listeners were using it, and so we were talking about it. And they don't have to pay me a dollar because. <laughs> I'm going to promote it because it's just natural in conversation versus there being, but I want it to exist. So that's the plus. The other end of it is if there were three or four options, well, then I would talk about the one that spent advertising money with us. And, and that is much more profitable for me. Hard rock. If that's the only app that exists, they don't need to spend any advertising money in sports talk radio because they don't, they wouldn't need to. Yeah, and I doubt there's some hard rock, uh, there's some Seminole Tribe of Florida stationary uh, jammed in the very back of your mailbox that you miss. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the Monopoly situation, they don't have to, uh, yeah. they don't have to the pay to fight like DraftKings and FanDuel certainly have in other places. And, and as they tried to fight to get a, a ballot initiative that went down in flames a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Another survey that we can't take that I would love to find accurate numbers on is what happened to the that that twenty five percent once it went away. Did they just sort of shake their head and said, "Well, that was a fun month," and, or did they start you know looking for websites offshore? Again, never gonna. Uh, yeah, um, I heard from people. I mean, this is where it's so valuable for my business and why I do want it to be legal and and. Uh, you know, I hope that doesn't negatively impact Better Edge, but also it's just better. I mean, I was hearing from people in the middle of baseball season that wanted to bet on a Reds-Cubs game. I never get messages like that. And so yeah. it was just so cool that if if there's you, if my listeners just care about more stuff that's better for me, and I'm the one on the station that I work for, I, I'm definitely the most open and talking about it. So it's really beneficial for me on a personal level. So right. I, I'm, I'm definitely heavily invested in the, in the legalization of sports betting. Cause I think it's, um, it's just, it, it's sort of an avenue that I, I feel like I've carved out for myself in Orlando. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. I was, I was thinking back to that, November um, 2021, when when they were legal, it, it was <laughs> it's you know this sort of like a, a blur. As if I recall correctly, Louisiana launched like the day before, two days before, totally out of the blue. So as someone who covers this stuff and writes this stuff, like wow, thanks for telling us, Louisiana, that this is a big deal. And then a couple of days later, 
here's Florida. No press release, no nothing, just in the middle of the day. I think they tweet it. They're like, oh, come on, man. You, you, you guys got to let us know. But I guess you don't. And then, you know, you get into the the legal aspects of it and the lawsuit. And I, I, I think it was on the 22nd that uh, the district court judge said stop. And they went about nine more days. I mean, did, what, what are your, you know, war stories, for the lack of a better term, of that month and like, you know, the frenzy of calls and what you were doing, what bets you were making or whatever in that short amount of time? Yeah, I, I was sort of in discovery mode with everybody else and figuring out, is this real? And then uh, hopping on and they had a great interface. I mean, that's the thing that still to this day people talk about with Hard Rock is they really enjoyed using the app. It was a, it, it was a good, um, it just operated really well. It was aesthetically pleasing. And I think that people enjoyed that. I know I did. And they had good odds boosters. Some of it was localized with state of Florida stuff. And so they were really buttoned up with what they were doing. And, and they made the product really fun to use. So, yeah, when it, very quickly when it, it latched on with sports fans very fast. And when it went away, it was like, wait, do, do I need to get my money out now? And all of a sudden, I'm, I, I think that was the biggest thing as far as any sort of war story is people reaching out and wondering, do I need to cash out now? And I'm like, if you have to even ask that question, you should take your money out. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think they did a good job in the sense that I've, I've not heard anyone complain about not getting theirs out. And when you I could still get mine, it out from what I understand, even if it was in there right now. Yeah. I mean, I flipped mine back on and I left $4 in and it's, it's sitting there. So, I mean, it was good for them for when it comes back that there's no one saying, well, you, you, you know, you, screwed me out of this i'm not going to patronize you anymore so it seems like yeah. that end went pretty well one of the other things that i remember now that you've you've uh you've dislodged some uh, old memories of this one of the things that i really enjoyed about it and i know other people did too was if you had a bet usually it was a parlay where it's going well for you and they allowed you the ability to cash out early at a lower total than what you would make if you just saw the bet through and won yeah but it gave you the opportunity to get out make a little bit of money and not have to worry about that third leg covering the spread and that was something that was that's totally unique because offshore books do not do that and um better edge you can't do parlays on there so this was totally unique to us and that was really cool yeah, I've seen uh, DraftKings and some others do that, but it is. It's like, uh, okay, a couple of cents. I was smart for a while. Let's just let's just get out of here. Let's I, get I out. think that is, that is pretty cool. I mean, I, who knows? I heard a theory the other day that makes a lot of sense. You know, people are just waiting for them to flip the switch on the app again. But maybe knowing that this is going to get, well, almost certainly going to get appealed in Florida, maybe it does make sense to hold off so you don't put it back yeah. up. And have to take it back down um, again. They're a monopoly. It's not like people are going to go use DraftKings, but maybe that just looks bad. I think that's exactly what it is. Because from what I understand, this is why people got so excited and started downloading the app again after that ruling came down. If they wanted to flip the switch and turn it back on, they can, but but they might have to turn it off again. And I I think they're in a they're at a point where if they're going to do it. It's gonna. Whenever they do it, it's done, and they don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, they created that thirst. People want it to come back, but if it comes back and goes away again, 
you know, it's like fool me once, fool me twice kind of thing. I don't think people would be as excited the third time. I mean, they'll still, it would still get people because if it's the only thing, it's the only thing. But they're right to if, if it's the difference between a couple of months or yeah, I don't, I don't I have no idea. That's the thing that still confuses me. I wish I had an answer for that. It's any sort of timeline of what this looks like, but it's yeah, the I've asked. They're not, they're not really forthcoming with the info. <laughs> so but i mean it was the one thing i was thinking before i hopped on with you i'm like i hope he doesn't ask for any sort of timeline because i got nothing (laughs) no 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 again we we know when we know it's like the first time it's like oh that's working i guess i'm uh you know not going to the movies this afternoon i'm writing a story about the seminal about the hard rock app launching yeah uh i even ran over to the casino yesterday to see if there was anything going on with the retail book that well it's really really small the one that they're they're building in tampa it's, it's almost literally under the escalators it it's built to almost encourage you just to walk around the casino and, and make the bets on your on your phone <laughs> i mean quite honestly wow. it's it's a it's a tiny little thing but um last question for you and i, I appreciate your time i mean yeah it's uh you know no doubt california florida texas are the like the three big monopoly pieces left on the board for, for the industry, even though the industry is not going to dig into this, it's going to be, you know, hard rock. Uh, they're they're going to have this to themselves unless something extra happens in, in the state legislature. And that's just a whole nother, whole nother area. But for the time being, it, it would be a monopoly for the Seminoles, but it just, just trying to envision what the, the market would be down here, you know, 22 million, uh, living here and then tourism, 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 spring training, national championship games, Super Bowls. Uh, I mean, Messi's playing in in Miami now. People might be into that. You've got formula. I mean, there's just a lot going on. It it seems like this could be a very big deal here. Huge. I mean, look at all the the pro teams, the college teams that are big deal, that have a ton of um, fan support. And then on top of it, like you said, the the tourism aspect of it, it would be massive overnight and people would be another aspect to it with all the sports that we have, the stadiums and um, all the professional teams, whether it's in Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville is live betting at stadiums. And, and a lot of these places have put a lot of money into upgrading their Wi-Fi. That would be something people would be using at the games and it would be part of the experience and those teams if they were smart they'd figure out a way to incorporate that into the way that they promote the live products because anybody who has live bet before knows that the best way to do it is sitting there right in the seat at the stadium um, because you don't have any sort of lag with cable or streaming and and so that's something that if it's legal and it's not like these leagues don't lean into betting uh, we see it all over the place, then I think that that could be a, an aspect of it too. It's just, it's a cash cow. Everywhere you look, there's there's a way for money to be made off of this inside of the state. Poor question, because I'm a liar, apparently, <laughs> but it just popped in my head. Um, you're, you're probably in an interesting perspective to get this from, from the listeners, but there have honestly been some ugly incidents in, in the last several months, one in Orlando, unfortunately, with, with what was it, Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Um, fans, in one way or another, accusing someone of either tanking it or just otherwise sucking in that moment so they lose their bet and they think they have the right to be very belligerent towards someone. Do, do you hear any of that reflected in, in your calls or get any of the sense of that, that that's growing or you know, is your group just sort of more 
chatty about the games and stuff. Yeah, I would say just more chatty about the games. I think mm-hmm. that that's such a that's such a small fraction of drunk idiots at games that it's it's unfortunate and it's probably going to happen more when it becomes legal than it does now. But I don't think that that's something that's going to be a widespread issue. We saw that pop up with fantasy football originally when when fantasy football was reaching this peak of popularity and Twitter also started to gain steam. Players would 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 see that in their mentions and and at first it was jarring like I can't believe that some random person's reaching out to me because I only had six fantasy points. Our team won the game. What the hell? Now that's it's just ignored. It I it, it I I don't think it's slowed down. I think it's just it's part of the noise that athletes come to expect. It's part of the job. So uh, it's unfortunate. I hope that it doesn't happen because that's, that's moronic. But it's just sort of that's sort of part of it, and that's that's part of what these guys have to deal with. They make a lot of money, so. So true. So true. Uh, okay. That really was the last question, Brandon. I appreciate your time today. Thanks for squeezing in on a Friday. All right. Thanks, Brant. Again, thanks to Brandon Kravitz of In the Zone 96.9, the game in Orlando. We'll see you next time.